Welcome to the Socially Unfiltered Podcast, where we'll be taking you along for our deep dives and doom scrolls through social media, entrepreneurship, and pop culture. We're your hosts, Lex and Veronica, and together we're looking at everything through an unfiltered lens on the things that shape our everyday lives and society. So grab a drink and get ready to explore the uncharted territories of online trends, share candid conversations, and uncover the stories behind the headlines. This is the Socially Unfiltered Podcast. Hi, everybody. First episode of the new year. Um, Wait, how rude of us to not introduce the new third host of our podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> Veronica's big, huge engagement ring is <laughs> recording with us today. <laughs> Do you hear her? There she is. We We're so excited. Yes, congratulations. I think that's like the biggest news that Thanks. we need to catch up on. Do you want to like you. tell people what happened? Or is that oh like God. too close to the sun of personal no. life? <laughs> no, if anyone's interested, I'll make it short and sweet because I feel like I've everyone's so interested. I know you're probably so sick um, of saying it. I know Mark and I were like, when people ask, I'm like, you tell it. He's like, no, I've told it 10 times. You tell it. I'm like, I've told it also 12 times. Well, from now on, you um, can just send them to this podcast episode. Be like, go to no, this episode, this minute mark, and you'll hear me tell yes. the story. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll try and make it short and sweet. So basically, there's a sales manager at Mark's work that goes around and gets restaurants for the seafood market. And he just like goes and eats at these restaurants, sees if they're good, talks to the owners to try to get them like to buy seafood from Mark's business. So he went to this place. Should I say it? Why does it matter? The Pelham House in Dennis. Um, <laughs> it's like beautiful. I'm like, I don't know if I should say it or not. But yeah, it's really pretty. Um, It's in Dennisport. If anyone is from the Cape or knows the Cape. Um, it's like one of the top like wedding venues, but they have like restaurants there. They have a ice or no, not ice, um, roller skating rink, like on the first floor that they just installed. And there was a restaurant on the top. So he was, Mark texted me. was like, Bill just went here. Like he said, it was really good. We should go. And I texted him back and was like, oh yeah, I followed him on Instagram. Like, love it. Sure. And then I changed the subject and I remember screenshotting this <laughs> and sending it to you. Cause I was like, you were uninterested. Okay, like, <laughs> I was like, I literally don't care. Like moving on. Sure. Let's go. But I also was hopeful that I was like, well, maybe it'll happen. And you were like, it's going to happen there. Like it really is. And I'm like, I don't know. And we just kept like saying it. I but then at the same time, like, we were like, mm. let's not get the hopes up. Because no. I think that's an important part to include. It wasn't that you were just like trying to change yeah. the subject and like didn't care. It was that you yeah. up until this point had thought that it was going to happen so many other times that it was like, yes. why would I get excited about this one? It's right, right before Christmas. Like just like exactly not like weird every, timing, but yeah. like weird timing. <laughs> yes, it was weird timing. It was four days before Christmas that I'm like, he's not going to do that. Like, we yeah, have... we're like, why would he yes. do it on a Thursday? <laughs> and I'm like, if anything, he would do it like in our house. Like he's not going to do it at dinner or mm -hmm. anything like that. And but I, I mean, I think the hope was there. But also I was like, I'm not getting my hopes up because mm -hmm. I don't want to go home sad or like yeah. be disappointed or like whatever, because there have been instances where I'm like, oh, I wish he did do it then or like. I was like hoping for it a certain day and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And it's just like if you're like waiting to get engaged or like you've been waiting for <laughs> a little bit, feeling. like, you know, you know the <laughs> feeling and you're like, oh, my God, like, when is it going to happen already? Or like, 
I don't know what's going to be the plan. Like you just yeah. have all these questions and you literally can't control it or know anything. So it kind of sucks. So I was like, I'm so over like worrying about it. Well, I was going to say too, I think it's kind of important to note that like you guys going out of your way to like go to this like new fancy place, like that wasn't a Mm -hmm. dead giveaway because that's kind of something that you guys do because he always wants to go like try the restaurants that they're providing fish for. So it wasn't like a dead giveaway that you guys were like going somewhere nice. No, ever since we were like 18, we've always went to like the nicer restaurants Mm because we really like good food. We like good drinks and like he's in the food industry. I worked in food and bev. So like Mm -hmm. we always went to nice restaurants and we were always the youngest ones there every time. (laughs) So I'm like, it's not weird for us to go to like a nice place, especially one that like his sales manager recommends because we went to two before then that he recommended. So like that Mm -hmm. wasn't weird at all. And we like right. nice food. It was and he just was another so dinner out. fucking normal. He was so normal. Yeah. <laughs> even, even at work, his sister was here and like his parents, they were like, he was like so calm and just like normal at work. Like talked about this like label maker he just bought. And we're talking about this label <laughs> maker he just bought all of dinner. We had two margaritas each. I'm like, let's get dessert. We got creme brulee, like <laughs> vibing. I'm taking videos of the whole thing. I'm like, I'm gonna put this on TikTok, recommend it. Like it's so good. <laughs> Because me and Lex were texting and she's like, he's going to do it like blah, blah, blah. And he didn't do it before dinner. I'm like, Lex, it's not happening. Yeah, like, I texted I'm you as we were after. leaving. I literally texted you as we were leaving and I was like, it's not like if he did it, he would have done it. And you're like, maybe after. I'm like, no. So dinner was over. He was like, so fine. We were walking to the fucking car. He goes, the manager just told me while you were in the bathroom, like to go outside and look through like the back over there. Because I guess it's really cool back there. And that's when I kind of was like, oh my god like is he trying to like is it gonna happen <laughs> because diverting. why the fuck would we go outside it's dark out so he went up we went outside and like in a matter of seconds there was like one fireplace lit and the hostess was behind us taking pictures and they brought champagne and i turn around he's sobbing on one knee and i'm like here we go here we go so like i don't was supposed I, to do it before dinner i don't think i ever even yeah didn't something happen with that but i was gonna say i don't think i ever even asked you was this something like did he call the place ahead of time and like tell them or did he do it like <laughs> literally when you went to the bathroom and was like I'm about to do this so he got the ring on Tuesday he picked it up he emailed them on that Monday because he was picking it up on Tuesday mm-hmm. and they don't open because it's off season they don't open till Thursdays so we were going Thursday so they're open like Thursday through Saturday I think so they didn't open until Thursday so he's like they did not email me back until Thursday at four o'clock because he made the reservation, put a special note. Um, so they didn't answer him until four o'clock. Our dinner was six forty five. So he literally like stayed at work until they answered and then came home when he went to the gym. Like he did his normal routine, <laughs> everything. So they finally emailed him. They're like, everything's fine. You can do it before dinner. Um, we'll have the fireplace lit for you. Just like go out there before dinner. And he we get there. So you go up the stairs, first floor. And the fireplace wasn't lit, I guess. And he, the girl, the hostess was like, oh, just go upstairs, like, for reservations. So he was like, okay. So he's like, fuck, I guess we have to have dinner before. And he's like, I literally won't eat dinner, he told Bella. He's like, I'm going to be, like, nauseous. I can't do it. He's, She's like, you can do it. And he was fucking fine. That's why I'm like, I – that's the other thing. I was texting you, too. I'm like, he's way too normal. I was Nothing just weird. I want to go back and, like, find it. But you literally on the way there said he's acting too normal. Like, you said it's those too words. No- it was – yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. in the car, like, 
everything was too normal that I'm like, you would slip up or say something weird or act weird or nervous. And he just wasn't like he was him. And I'm like, it's not happening. I'm like, don't get sad. It's fine. It's It's fine. fine. It's gonna be Christmas. But I was just like, it's gonna be another fucking Christmas asking Mm -hmm. when we're gonna get engaged. For those that don't know, we've been together for seven and a half years. So I'm like, everyone is constantly asking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not just like over here like oh my god Complaining. let's go but it's yeah. yeah it's just it's been a long time and we live together we have a dog together so I was like ready it's for time. a long time but so yeah he was supposed to do it before dinner it didn't happen he recognized the manager's voice that he spoke to on the phone I guess when we got there so he went to the bathroom during dinner and talked to him and then when I went to the bathroom after dinner he talked to him and he was like is everything all set and he's like yes we'll take care of you like don't worry so then he was like when you go downstairs go straight And that's like to the outside with the fireplace. There might be people, but like, and there wasn't because it was a Thursday. So that was nice because I would cringe. Um, I was just going to say, imagine. Then he he was like, I didn't even know where I was going. Oh my God. Hell no. He would never. He knows that I'm not like, (laughs) like that. But he was like, yeah, I just, I didn't even know where I was going. Never been there before. That's so funny. Walked straight. And it was nice that we had the hostess take pictures too because. And he didn't tell anyone like he just told um, my friend Bella and then he told my mom but didn't tell her when it was happening Mm -hmm. and then told two of his best friends. But they also didn't know when it was happening. So like nobody knew. It was very like. What a secret to like keep to yourself. I would probably do the Honestly, if the FBI is hiring, they should hire him because (laughs) he will never. apply crack under pressure. He literally is so. (laughs) Yes, he's so good at that. And he told me later he's like. I didn't want to make it like too easy for myself. Like he's like, I don't want to just do it at the house. Like everyone kept telling me, like, oh, just like do it at the house or after dinner or something. And he's like, no, I want to make it like something that mm-hmm. is kind of like a challenge. And he works really well under pressure. So yeah, if I feel like it would have been harder. Keep, he will keep it. I feel like it would have been harder for him to keep it a secret if it he was just doing it like at your house. Like I feel like I'd just yeah. accidentally be like, do you, do you want to see your ring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like sweating he said he kept it in his because we're redoing like the basement right now and he kept like all of the shit is in like one room down there right now because they're working on the other part of it mm-hmm. and he put it in his golf bag for two days so he got it on Tuesday he did it on Thursday and he's like I was sweating for those two days because I guess on Tuesday when he came home he like went right to the basement and he was like I thought you'd think it was weird and I'm like why would I think it's weird the guys were down there and like people right. were working. That's not, and he goes down there every day since then. Yeah. And before then, I'm like, why would it, it be it weird? Wasn't I was weird. in here. I'm like, I'm working. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care what so part he, like, of put it in there. He was like, all the papers, like all the bags, everything was down there. And I was like, so worried. So I'm like, why the, f- I don't even go down there because it's literally like a war zone. I'm not going right. down there. I was going to say, like, with the workers down there, like, that's got to be, like, nerve-wracking to just know that it's, Mm -hmm. like, sitting there. I know. Well, the good thing is, like, the person that is working on the basement, like, it's his hairdresser's dad, so he knows Oh, yeah, no. Not to, like, say anything about, like, the integrity of the workers. Just, like, in general, knowing that it's down there. And there's, (laughs) like, people, like, what if, like, they knocked over, like, something that, like, knocked over the call? You know what I mean? Like, I just go to, like, worst case scenario. But, like. Yeah. Thankfully, they were working on, like, the other side and they Mm -hmm. were doing more, like, the plumbing, like, with the washer and dryer. So it wasn't, like, like right now they'd be like like in new stuff yeah yeah what if they accidentally sawed it like what if it (laughs) fell into the blade like I would literally picture the most insane situations like I could not 
And it was funny because I said this to you too. Like I did not expect it this soon either because he told me he was like, instead of doing Christmas and your birthday gifts, Mm -hmm. what if we just go on vacation and like I pay for like the flight and like Mm -hmm. the hotel there. And I'm like, okay, maybe you're doing it on vacation. Cause like, why would you offer that? So then I'm like trying to plan this vacation and he's like, thank God now you can chill and not have to plan this right away because that's what you thought it was for. (laughs) But that's what I thought it was for. So I was like, I don't even care when that trip is anymore. (laughs) Literally texted his sister. I was like, can you watch Benny in March? (laughs) She's like, sure. (laughs) You're like, there's actually flights out of Boston in like two hours. You think we could get there? Literally, let's go. (laughs) And he's going on a trip in February. I'm like, you're going on a trip before our trip. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're like, okay, bye, go. I'm like, see ya. Have a great time. Have, <laughs> Have a great ski trip. Um, oh my God. Well, so I'm yeah, so happy for you. Yeah, everybody's so happy for you. Everybody's healthy. Congrats. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure everyone has seen it by now, but. Thanks, everyone. Wanted to get the story. And now you have somewhere to send people that want to know the story. <laughs> And then just tell them to pause right here. Just tell them the rest of this conversation is not for you. (laughs) Or just keep listening and become a listener. Yeah. (laughs) If you don't already listen and you want to know the story, why? Right. You should already be a listener. If you want to know the engagement story, you have to tell me that you listen to my podcast. So also, if you're waiting for a ring, I think it's good luck to paint your nails red. So just Mm -hmm. do that because that's what I saw afterwards. I didn't know that that was like a thing before, but somebody said it to me. What is it called? It's like the red. The red nail theory. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's true. I had my red nails on. That's so funny. Maybe I should start doing color instead of (laughs) silver, black, or white. (laughs) Those are my only options. I know. I remember I painted my nails white like three different times because I was like thinking it might happen. Dumb bitch. (laughs) You were prepared, though. Nope. Nope. Surprised everybody. That's so funny. Yeah, it was just like a weird, not like a weird time, but it was like a random Thursday four days before Christmas. Yeah, which was super smart of him. And then we said, too, like, very smart of him to do it this time when you're already going to be seeing everybody. So you don't feel like you have to, like, plan a get together for everybody, like, right away. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. it would still be nice to have, but, like. It's cool that you got to celebrate that. that. But it's cool that you got to like celebrate with people right away too without having to do anything extra. I know. I just don't like the thought of like shower or like engagement party. Like all that stuff is just in this economy, man. Like that shit is expensive. It's a lot to ask of people to Mm -hmm. just do all these things for you. And like, yeah, people end up getting you like five gifts by the time of your wedding. Yeah. Like they get like a bridal shower gift and then like, yes, bachelorette party gift or whatever. Like it just ends up being so much for the Spend money on your bachelorette in general, which I do want a bachelorette, but we said we're not going to have like a like party. Like we're not going to have like groomsmen and bridesmaids and all that shit. It's just not. It depends, like, what we even do for mm-hmm. a wedding. And that's a whole other thing that I don't even know about. So once, um, but once yeah, it gets a little no closer, we'll party. do another episode about <laughs> what the plans are. But Jesus obviously, Christ. just, just enjoy go back it to our now. other wedding planning episode. And, listen to that. <laughs> and those are the plans. Nothing's changed. <laughs> Literally, nothing's changed since then. Uh, that's so funny. Well, that's super exciting. And I'm. Very happy for you. I literally like blacked out when you FaceTimed me. Like I don't even. I know really... you didn't answer me the first time. I then, know. Like, my bad. I was on the I don't phone know with someone else. 
I don't e- I don't either. You're on I'm, the couch. I know. Literally, <laughs> I was just sitting there. I think I just like didn't have my phone near me and like didn't hear the vibration yeah. or whatever. But no, I picked it up and I saw and I'm a on the phone call with someone and I was like, and I'm like, it's that. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it happened. I knew you would know. The woman I like babysat for, I Facetimed her three times because it was at night and she was probably like what the hell why are you butt dialing me and then she answered the second time and started like screaming she's like i knew it if you're calling me like it was this <laughs> like it wouldn't be anything else yeah i knew as soon like, as it was shit. a I facetime it. i actually didn't even see that you called me at first i saw your text that said call me back and i was like oh like if you're telling me to call you back like i know and exactly you physically called is. me like you didn't facetime me I thought I FaceTimed you. I regular called you. Ew, why did you I You regular called me and then I, and then and then I it like declined FaceTime? it because I was on the call with someone else and I'm like, I gotta go. Like Lex is calling me. So then I um, that's so funny. you. I would yeah, not you, like, actually maybe, called me. But that's what I like literally blacked out. Like I barely remember talking to you. Everybody else got these like cute screenshots of you guys on FaceTime and I literally hung oh up and God. I was like crying. I'm like, I don't even remember what she just said. <laughs> Like I remember, I wish I, wish I recorded everyone's reaction. You I, I just like wasn't thinking no, at all about at it. All. I was like, I just need to tell the core people right now because mm-hmm. it was like 10 p.m. I didn't even drink the champagne that they brought out. Mark <laughs> chugged it all. He was probably so relieved. yeah. He was probably so nervous and like ready for that. I didn't sleep all night. He slept like a baby. I'm like, it must be nice. <laughs> Like, I was up, and we had a spin class the next morning, which, like, was always planned, like, me and his sister. So I texted her bright and early, like, 5.45 a.m. and was like, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready to go get some of this adrenaline out of my sister. She has a baby, so she's like, yeah, I'm up. (laughs) You're like, do you want to go do two classes, actually, instead of one? Literally. Yeah, I spun my little heart out the next (laughs) time. Did you wear your ring there? Was it, like, a new experience? I did, and I was so nervous. Yeah, I'd be so nervous. Yeah, it was it was fun though because then I loved the instructor and she was like shouting me out all class and I had hives, but it's fine. <laughs> Attention is just weird to me. Like I don't Ugh, know, it so just like weird. gives me like like when people are all celebrating you, like it's fun and I like it's so sweet, but I'm also like, oh my god, this makes me like want to die. Kind of. Yes, the center yeah. of attention gives me such bad anxiety yes. for sure. Me too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, low key too, too. At the same time, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> celebrating I know. Like, <laughs> but yeah, like silently can you celebrate do me it, from like across sh- the room <laughs> yeah but sh- yeah. <laughs> but be quiet about it <laughs> tell no one <laughs> tell everybody but like nobody at the same time yeah and I'm like oh my god I'm so uncomfortable but also like it's fun I don't know I don't know it's how to feel so funny your birthday's in a few weeks like what a time exciting yeah, coming year, up though mm-hmm about to be 26th. I know I'm debating chopping my hair. We'll see. Yeah, you're going through like a whole transformation in the next few weeks. <laughs> it was really funny. I was looking at, because um, I was making our like 2023 recap video mm-hmm. and I was looking at like the first couple of videos that we did. Your hair was short and why don't I remember it being short? Because I, like here. yeah, I don't even remember that anymore. And it was like red. Yeah. <laughs> I do not remember. I feel like we've molded into one person. <laughs> well, because what happened was at Mine the was beginning like at the beginning of last year, I decided I wasn't dyeing my hair black anymore. Like I was like, I'm done dyeing my hair black. Let it kind of fade out. And that red was like my natural color. So then I remember right before we went to Nashville, I was like, I couldn't deal with the color of it anymore. So I was like, I either need to go back to dyeing it black or I need to like really lean into the red again. And I went through one dye 
closer to red and was like, no, this was fun when I was 20. I cannot lean into the fire truck red anymore. So then I like slowly started to bring it back to black, but then I didn't start getting the extensions in until... I mean, I had tapins like all the year before that, but then in January, I literally stopped and was like, no, like I'm just going to my natural hair, natural color, like everything. And then I was like, mm-hmm. a couple months into that, I was like, mm, probably not. But then I didn't I know, start. I see so many people doing that and they're like, no. short nails, like natural no. hair, natural Mm-mm. makeup. And I'm love like, y'all are going to switch up. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> love that for you so much. But I know, just especially like I was getting gray hairs, like I was having anxiety. I was like, I need these gone. So. <laughs> But yeah, then started extensions, I think in June of this past year, the like sewn in ones. Um, yeah, because I think yeah, you had no. the tapes when we were in Nashville in May. I, st- I definitely put tapes in one time before I went back to mm-hmm. these or before I started doing these. Like I went back to the tape ins one time. But yeah, I think I had them in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just funny. I'm like, oh my God, just seeing our like little recap. That's so funny. Your yeah. Your hair was so different. I know. I feel like I look like a different person like every six months. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Love you best. Wait. He said bye. I don't know if you could hear it. Bye, Tut. <laughs> the <laughs> best of friends. He goes, I heard that, but he didn't because I have headphones in. He just wanted to pretend you said something mean. I did. Oh, did I tell you your second Christmas card came yesterday? Oh, yeah. And Oh, yeah. And he said he was going to put it on his dashboard. <laughs> forgot about like, that no, tape it to the ceiling, the ceiling of your bedroom literally i'm gonna frame it and put it next to my side of the bed surprise <laughs> we're engaged surprise i know so just kidding about the white party being our secret wedding obviously it wasn't <laughs> well not That's legally just, yeah not legally definitely like spiritually though <laughs> or what's it called like i know new york has like the law where it's like if you're in a relationship for seven years, like you're essentially considered married, like by the yeah, state of New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think here you have to live together for 10 years and then you're legally mm-hmm. married. Yeah. New York, I so. think was seven last. I was familiar about that law, but I am not super <laughs> caught up on it. So Perfect. Save money. You're already legally married. I know. Literally, just wait it out and the state will do everything for you. Be like, are you also going to change my name on everything? People tell you this and you don't really experience it, obviously, until it happens. But when you do get engaged, it's like all the freaking questions and all the opinions. What's next? Everyone just – Everyone starts right away. And you're like, can I just fucking breathe and enjoy this for a hot sec? Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm eating for dinner. I don't know – anything and like we've dabbled in looking at places or like what we would want but nothing's like actually happening like we're mm-hmm. just like looking around because it isn't gonna be till 2025 and I'm like not trying to rush that at mm-hmm. all because yeah I mean even stressful. just enjoy right it. now like you've waited so long for yeah. this stage that it's like let's not rush this Enjoy the now. Don't let people rush you into things or their opinions of things. And it's just like people are always going to want the next thing or like, mm-hmm. what's next? What's next? And they don't actually care what you're doing. They just want to know. Like my first question to somebody who recently got engaged, if it's somebody that I don't know, like, you know what I mean? If you're just like meeting somebody and it comes up in conversation, like, oh, you recently got engaged, like, 
Mm-hmm. I feel like it, I asked then because like, I don't know you, like maybe you've had this planned your whole life, but like for people yeah. that I do know, and like, I know how long you've been together and like, know that that's probably not something that, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you just have to like read the room with it, but like, yeah. it's just constantly being like pushed to the next stage. And you're like, we literally yeah. just got here. And I even got told like, oh, well, 2025 is even booking up. And I'm like, okay, then let it. Like, that's fine. Then we'll do 2026. You're not going to stress me out to be, like, worried about it. People can book their fucking shit three months before and, like, Mm -hmm. get a discount. So there's always going to be something. I don't Mm -hmm. think everything gets booked up two years in advance. Like, no, it's going to be all right. We have time. But people just, like, try to – scare you or like intimidate you i don't know mm-hmm. stupid yeah you're like you're not gonna scare me into doing it any sooner well anyway um something that's not <laughs> as exciting or like i guess slightly as exciting um let's talk about gypsy rose because i feel like we've been holding off on what we were gonna say yes. to each other about this until today so gypsy rose is out of jail <laughs> she's free she's a free girl she'll um, ever be so I have like one main complaint with the whole, or not complaint. I shouldn't say that. I'm like in full support. Love this for her. I checked last night. She has 6.5 million followers on TikTok or maybe it was 5.6. It was one of the two. Though like I keep seeing this trend though, where people are like, like social media managers are stitching her videos and being like, yeah. okay, Gypsy, like apply for the creator fund and then only make videos that are a minute, like giving her advice. And it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I just feel like a lot of people are forgetting what led up to that. Like, fuck Dee Dee, okay? Fuck the mom. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. she deserved to be got. Like, she got got. You deserve that. <laughs> but Gypsy Rose was the one who convinced the guy to kill her mom. Like, she was the one that proposed the idea. She was the one that convinced him of that. And that's in her guilty verdict. Like, in her court hearings, like, it's she had to admit guilt to that. So that's where I'm kind of like, why I get that he's the one that carried out the act. And it's not that I necessarily think he should be like roaming free, but it's just so weird to me how much support she's being given. And like that guy's sitting in jail for life. Well, my take on it is that (laughs) I, I totally get that. And I just feel like if she if they didn't do that or, like, if she didn't plot that, if he didn't carry it out, she would have died. Like, her, her mother would have For killed sure. her. Yeah. So it's, I like, agree. it was kind of, like, a me or her situation, I feel like. And mm-hmm. honestly, like, I don't blame her for doing what she did. Like I don't either. The things that she like, got put thing. through – yeah, like I don't mm-hmm. feel like she was wrong for it, but again, I think in if we're looking at like the legal system and like how it works, it's like yeah, she could applaud all she wants, but unless that got carried out, like she could get charged. I don't really know like what it would be like planning to kill. I don't know. There's like a term for it where you're it's like premeditated plotting, but it murder. Premeditated, yeah. yes. yes. If she actually did it, but if she didn't, then like. It's all just like planning and saying and at the end of the day, like he is the one that did it. And he, I remember like him saying um, like in the act where he was like, well, if I kill her, then I have to essay her. And she was like, absolutely not. And I remember oh, that well, was like yeah. such he, a Oh, well, yeah, he like crazy... had way more issues than just yeah. this situation. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think she should sit in jail like him forever because she's not the one that did it. I don't disagree with any of that. I think that's all very valid. And obviously he had some of his own issues that I don't think she convinced him to do. But I just Mm -hmm. feel like so many people are forgetting like this wasn't like this guy swooped in and was like, I'm going to kill your mom and save you. Like this was her finding him on the Internet. They fall in love via chatting online. They meet up in person a couple times and then she tells him we have to kill my mom. Like this Mm -hmm. was not you know what I mean? So it's just more so like I get he was the one that carried it out, but it was her idea and. There's a three-part, by the time this comes out, it will have come out the weekend before, but there's a three-part docuseries coming out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, like January 5th, 6th, and 7th, um, with like stuff with her from jail. But like, there's also a lot of stuff already. Like she went on Dr. Phil a couple years ago. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff you could find of her talking about it, but um, yeah, and she's married now, which I just think is the the concept of somebody getting married in jail, like finding somebody to marry and then getting married while mm-hmm. they're in jail is just wild to me. And she's been married twice. She was married yes. before too in jail and then to him in jail. Mm-hmm. It was something like him and his friend made a bet of his friend would write to I don't know who it was, but he was like, Well, if you write to them, I'll write to Gypsy Rose and like they fell in love. And he seems like nice. He seems great for her and she's like has a home with him and they're married Mm -hmm. whatever but yeah that concept is funny but I also don't think that people forget what she did like I don't think that they forget what happened or like that she plotted it I just think it's like so focused on her being free right now but anyone in that situation I feel like would or could have done that and I would do the same shit oh I would have done the same thing she's killing me and this is like a long time before that I would have done that normal i mean she was on Mm -hmm. like tranquilizers and cancer medicine and all like her teeth were pulled out she had a feeding tube like just picturing Mm -hmm. your body trying to come back from that will never be the same and god forbid she has any other like issues because of that Mm -hmm. because take a normal healthy person and like do all of that to them it's just like Mm -hmm. so messed up and i can't even begin to comprehend what she has no. had to go through so like I literally don't blame her one bit for I don't either like at all like, <laughs> I just yeah, feel bad for the guy who's sitting in jail not that I feel bad for him maybe I shouldn't say that I feel bad for somebody who murdered somebody but like it's just yeah, so stabbed her like 40 times I don't know <laughs> yeah I, like that's a whole separate issue but that's I just I hope that all of these people that's why I've been so like reserved to be like yeah like go gypsy like I just shared her first Instagram post on my story and was like it's happening like because that's just kind of what I feel like is happening like it's just starting to happen but just because I I don't know like I've followed this since the beginning like I remember my mom and I talking about this like when she when this first happened I didn't even Mm -hmm. know what Munchausen by proxy was before me either that entire situation Um, there's been like two movies about it mm -hmm. shows yeah, Sarah Paulson was in one of them. I think it was the mm-hmm. Hulu one. The act, right? Oh, yeah, you said yeah, that. Yeah, that one was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a lot. And there's, like, a lot of things with her actually in them. Like, a lot of people have gone into jail and, like, interviewed her. And she's been on literally Dr. Phil. Like, there's a lot of things where she gets to, like, tell her side of things, which makes me very happy. And honestly, like, good for her for being... I mean, I know at this point it's not necessarily her choice. Like, the whole world is just kind of following her 
regardless of what she wants, but she is willing to talk about it. And I like that. I don't know. At the end of the day, everyone makes their own choices. So like for him to have done that and he did it so brutally that like, I think it was like 40 times he stabbed her or something. That and yes, he may have like issues. Cause I remember her saying he kept repeating. It was like a different name or something. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the split personality thing. So it's yeah. like someone like that who doesn't have, isn't under someone's care or like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of hard to be like, Oh, well he has like the problem and he, you know, like he still murdered someone and it was his choice at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. he didn't have yeah. to do it for her. He didn't have to kill her mom. Mm-hmm. So you got to live with your choice. Right. No, no matter I if you agree. have like that problem or not. You yes. know? Yeah. And I don't disagree at all. I just think it's important through all of this that everybody remembers that she was the one that asked him to do this. But at the same, and she even said, like, in an interview a few years ago, she was like, I didn't even try to go to the police. Like, I didn't try to, like, go get help. Like, her first instinct was to have somebody mm-hmm. kill her mom. That's just, like, a little. It's also crazy to me with how sheltered she was that that would even, like, be an idea in her head. Like, mm-hmm. how did that just become what you choose? Probably the internet, because she was on the laptop. Like, mm-hmm. I assume she was just, like, looking at googling how to get rid of parent yeah probably but i don't know if like in that state she was in if she was even in her like right state to be making Mm -hmm. those kind of decisions to like go to the police i feel like in my mind i'd be like if i went to the police she would know that like something's up or that i know and it would be worse because Mm -hmm. how easy it's been for her to convince everybody else even doctors that that's what's wild to me is like the amount of people that she was ki- the doctor thing like, how do you really do that? trips That's me out crazy. I don't but it's also like these doctors I think need to be if they I mean I'm sure they were but like investigated like how are you mm-hmm. as a doctor not looking at this person or this child and being right. like being convinced by the parent that they know what they need and giving out mm-hmm. prescriptions and surgeries and blah 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 like Because I know that she would switch hospitals. Like, I know she would switch doctors and tell, I could be wrong on this, but I'm 99% sure that Didi would tell the new doctors in the new hospitals that either their house burned down, so she'd lost all of the medical records, or that the hospitals that she used to go to burnt down, so they lost all of the records. Like, yeah, she just made it sound like they didn't have any past medical records, and she would just do that, like, over and over and over. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, as a doctor, I think lighting should- at its finest. Yeah, but, like, it's just wild that a doctor, and especially with, like, the laws and stuff where doctors like have to report if they think there's like abuse or something like it's just mm-hmm. wild to me that nothing ever made it past the doctors right like, I it's know. so crazy it's crazy but I'm definitely gonna watch the thing about it this if I don't watch it this weekend when it's on I'll like watch it after but I definitely want to yeah I want to watch see what she says it's on lifetime for anybody yep. who wants to watch I, I mean I'm sure it'll be on like Hulu or something the next day yeah, probably. I hope. So we'll report back on that. Yeah, we will report back on that. Can't wait. Love me some Gypsy Rose content. I've also, I didn't follow her Instagram, but I have been keeping up with it. I go to it every 
couple days. I'm like, <laughs> she need to see what she's up to. She's been posting. I her Instagram. All she's of her TikToks on Instagram. So I get her TikToks more, but they're all old. Like she has posted like six TikToks, but they're all at like 5 million and over views. Wow. Which is just she crazy. Like serious money. Yes. Like that's truly insane. And honestly just such a weird experience coming out of jail to like adapt back to the regular world where previously mm-hmm. incriminated people are usually struggling to get jobs and here's her coming out with I mean we just said the other day she's probably being asked like every day to be on a minimum of like a hundred different oh podcasts or like tv shows I, I wonder if she has like a manager or like anything right mm-hmm. now to help she has to get one if she doesn't have one something else that i keep seeing too is how similar the husband and the mom look like her current husband and her mom look like weirdly identical i also read a thing that um not that i would ever wish this on anybody but if anybody does deserve this to be wished on them i guess it's dd blanchard apparently her family flushed her ashes down the toilet when they got them back (laughs) after she was cremated (laughs) that's what i read in a thing i don't know how 100% true that is yeah but I'm like you know what I mean I'm like I would never like actually wish that on anybody but like I think she kind of deserved that (laughs) yeah not sorry about that no not at all um I know we wanted to kind of touch back on something just because it's a good time of year to talk about this and we've talked about it a little bit before but just kind of being like super mindful of the energy and the words that you're putting out into the world. Sorry, I know we're taking like a complete left turn on topics, but we wanted to come uh, yeah, to we're, this. Yeah, <laughs> we're all over the place. <laughs> I told Where? you, we're catching up and we have a lot to yeah. catch up about. Yes, correct. But I think just especially like going into a new year, it's very important to be mindful of what you're saying and what you're doing and We've talked about it a little bit, but I think we both have just had a lot of experiences lately with people saying things that we just want to like shake them and be like, why are you saying that? Because the longer you say that, the more it's going to be how you feel. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like when you say the law of attraction to somebody, it can sound like crazy and like delusional. But, like, if you think about it in the way, like, think about waking up every day and waking up and literally the first words out of your mouth are, today's going to be a horrible day. Like, you're like, wow, that sounds crazy. Like, why would I ever wake up and let those be the first words out of my mouth? Because then you know it's going to be a bad day. But if you reverse it on the other side and wake up every day and say, today's going to be the best fucking day of my life there's a very strong chance that that will be like the best day of your life. Like it's all about what you're setting yourself up for. And it's just been really Mm -hmm. hard the last few weeks to hear some people continue to live a life that they are creating for themselves, whether that's good or bad. And it's really hard to feel bad or Mm -hmm. like have that sympathy towards people that are, And I'm sure a lot of us have these type of people that will like complain about something or they just will say like, oh, this sucks or like, oh, my God, my like an example, my love life's a mess. Like I'm a mess is what I heard from someone. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you're not, but you are making that your reality. Mm -hmm. The longer you keep telling yourself that and thinking that I'm like, that is what is going to be your reality. And 
I'm not afraid to check my friends. So I told her that I'm like, <laughs> you're not a mess, but like you are speaking that into existence. Like, don't say that because mm-hmm. that's exactly what you are attracting. And she's like, oh my God, you're so right. Like I need to start journaling again. I used to do that. And it was like so good for me to start each day or like end each day on a positive note. Like the mm-hmm. five minute journal is like the best thing. And I want to start doing it more too. It's like one of my like little tasks in the morning and at night because it's literally five minutes. It's two minutes mm-hmm. in the morning, write what you're grateful for, what you're looking forward to. And then at the end of the day, you just write like something that could have gone better or like how the day was. And there's a little quote at the top of each day that's like a positive quote. So mm-hmm. just even doing something like that is simple to rewire your brain because it really is all about rewiring the way you think, yeah. the way that you carry yourself because then you can translate that to other people like – I don't know. There's days where it's going to be like, oh, this sucks or like, oh my God, I'm in a bad mood or blah, blah. But the longer you like keep sitting in that and like brewing it, like you're texting about it, you're posting about it, you're feeling it, like you're talking about it all the time. Think about if you wanted a new car, like if you wanted a Jeep, for example, like that's always an example I use. Cause like if you wanted a new car, you want a Jeep so bad. All you see on the street are Jeeps because your mind Mm -hmm. is like looking out for that. You've already programmed it in your mind. I want that. I want that. Mm -hmm. It's going to look out for those things of what you want. So Mm -hmm. if you're constantly reprogramming your mind to be like focusing on the negative, nothing goes right. I'm sad. Like we said, that is exactly what your brain is going to attract and like Mm -hmm. want. And so many people don't believe in this, which is so crazy to me. I'm like, how do you not believe in that? Because I know for a fact if I start like paying attention or I'm wanting something or like – I want something new or I'm like thinking about starting something. It's all that I feel like I see in mm-hmm. others or like in the world. I'm all, yep. I'm seeing it constantly or like even angel numbers. I'm seeing it constantly. Mm-hmm. Like it's just something that will be like attracting to you. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, be so careful. And especially like bringing that negative energy to other people. It's mm-hmm. what you're posting, what you're texting, like, It's not fun when you're scrolling and you see somebody being like so negative when you were in a positive mood, like Mm -hmm. that'll affect your mood too. So I think it's also too, like just because you're acknowledging that there are good things happening around you too, that doesn't like negate the fact that you're still primarily living in like any sort of negative comment that comes out of your mouth. There is no amount of positive comments that can counteract that like it's not like Mm -hmm. oh well I'm really upset that I don't know let's just say like my car broke down this is going to cost me so much money like this is such bullshit but at the same time I don't know your boyfriend got you like a surprise gift you know what I mean like it's just because you're like well that was so nice of him but also like my car fucking broke down today and that's so annoying like just because you're also acknowledging Mm -hmm. like the good thing that happened to you doesn't mean that it's okay for you to now focus on like one negative thing do you know what I'm trying to say yeah. like it doesn't balance it doesn't each outweigh other. Each other. no yeah. and it doesn't matter if you have 10 positive things and one bad thing but like I know I feel like this sounds so dramatic and I feel like as somebody who I don't love talking about this stuff because there are a lot of people that I know don't believe in it and I'm like you know what at this point like mm-hmm. I can share my experience I can share what I personally know to be true and if somebody chooses to listen to that or believe it it is what it is but at this point I've just met so many people that are never going to not be a negative person but like when you have gone through I don't like to call it this because I don't know if that's what it technically is but like a lot of people will refer to like their spiritual awakening and I don't Mm -hmm. 
think that needs to be like anything crazy, but I genuinely can tell you not down to the day, but like very closely the time frame of when I literally woke up one day and was like, I am making everything worse for myself. And I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, it was 25. It was when that frontal lobe developed. And I realized that all the problems in my life were coming from me and like not to be dramatic, but like it was right after my 25th birthday that this happened to me. And I don't, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. I don't think it really has anything to do with your frontal lobe being done when you're 25, but like, I can tell you again, like the exact time frame. I can tell you where I lived, like when I went through what I can only explain is like my brain literally flipped a switch. And I just remember one day being like, the longer I complain about these things, the longer it's nothing's going to change. And it had a lot Mm -hmm. to do with my job at the time and not being happy at my job at the time and being like, at this point, there's nothing that would make going in there like it's not going to help anything me going into work every day and being like I fucking hate it here like I don't want to be here I don't want to do this job anymore when I had no other like I was taking no active steps to do anything else I was just going into this job every day that I hated and openly complaining about it and I remember Mm -hmm. being like why the fuck do I have any room to complain about this when I'm doing zero things to actually change it all I'm doing is that takes a lot to be self-aware about that. That um, takes a yeah. lot. Well, and do you know what triggered it? And Lauren, if you're listening to this, I don't know if she listens to this, but like, I really like attribute a lot of what happened to one of my friends, Lauren, because at the time she was my manager. And I remember there being a day that she looked at me and said, you're being really negative right now. And I swear to God that like made me self-aware like that one comment. I had never been told that before in my life. So I don't know if it was like, I never had people around me to call me out about it. Or if it was that I truly was like in such a bad mental place that I had just become this like super negative person. But I had never been called that before in my life. And I remember like going home that day and being like, I never want to be told that I'm negative again because I can feel negative energy on people and it's disgusting. Like I have Mm -hmm. zero sympathy for people who live like in this negative mindset. And that's not to say, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, I know depression and anxiety and mental health is very real and there are a lot of things that people go through that you can't just wake up one day and decide to change but there are a lot of things around you that you can wake up one day and decide to change and when you go through Mm -hmm. that it's really hard to communicate with people who have not gone through that yet because you just want to like and they might never and they might never and that's like the scariest part (laughs) it's like some people really will never you can't force them to, you can't make them, but it's, Mm -mm. and it's also the same people that like when something negative happens or something bad happens that maybe they can't control. It's like, you still have control over your response and your emotions Mm -hmm. to that. So like, yeah, there's going to be things you can't control. Your car breaks down or like you lose a pet, something like that. It's like, you have zero control over that, but you have control over your reaction and the way you take care of yourself after that. And the, what you put out in response to what has happened to you, whether it's online or it's to your friends, like it's okay to talk about it, but stop like sulking in it and sitting in it and like letting that entire thing consume you. It's like 
do something about it. Even though you can't control a situation, how are you going to control your response? So like I hate when people say that, oh, I just like I can't do anything about this or I can't control this. And there's things that happen you like have zero control over. It's like, yeah, but you have control over yourself, mm-hmm. over your human and what you're going to do in response. Mm-hmm. So, But it's, it's, it's literally your spoken response though. Like I yeah. remember, again, this time period where I was – I now can acknowledge I was living in a very like not great mental place and a lot of that had to do with my own choices – But like, I remember there was a time where like I had to take my car in to get fixed and it was like a thousand dollars. And I remember being like, oh my God, like this is going to ruin me financially for the month. Like this is so bad. Like I can't believe this would happen, blah, blah, blah. And I remember something similar, like a large unexpected expense happening about something else that I couldn't control after I had kind of pulled myself out of this hole and being like, well, it is what it is. Like there's, you know, I'm going to do this and it's obviously for the best. Like, cause I also try to look at everything of like your car broke down. That's because you were going to get in a car accident and die. If you could, if your car had started and you got to where you were supposed to be going, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I just look at everything as like this happened for a reason. And yes, sometimes it comes with like large expenses attached to it, but I just try to look at, and that might be like a little delusional. (laughs) It might be like a little delusional on my part, but like, I just try to look at everything is this had to have happened for a reason. And you just Mm -hmm. have to say, okay, this is what it is. I'm going to deal with it. I'm not just going to pretend this problem doesn't exist and hope it gets fixed on its own. Like you have to fix the problem. Yeah. And I think it's okay to be like upset at first because it's not like we're saying sit there and be like oh it's fine that this happened oh I have to be positive I have to turn on my positive switch like you can't no one is like that and if they are like power to them but no one is just sitting there like everything's gonna be fine everything's okay all the fucking time Mm -hmm. but it is your response and like okay I gave myself a minute I'm upset this sucks what am I gonna do about it you know instead of like sulking and sitting there in that feeling like you have so much control over your own mind and your own life that you can change anything if you actually put your mind to it but so many people don't believe it so they're just like it's the easier thing to just complain and sit here Mm -hmm. and be like well I guess I just have to wait for something good to happen happen to me like a miracle or like whatever you believe in like you don't just sit around and wait like you can take action too Mm-hmm. So as much as you can put your trust in like spirituality into God, into whatever, like also take your life into your own hands and give yourself some credit that you can change shit for yourself too, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause that's something else too is like when I see somebody who has this like incredible potential and I just see them not using it or like allowing themselves to sulk when I'm like, you have the power inside of you to change what you don't like about what's happening around you right now. And again, I know Mm -hmm. depression, anxiety, intrusive thoughts, like those are all very real things. And some of them can't be fixed by just like changing your mind one day. But it's as simple as like, it sounds so corny, but like challenge yourself right now to like go to your notes app and write down five things that made you happy last week and five things that made you sad last week. And I guarantee you will be able to come up with five happy things faster than you will for five sad things. And if it 
are coming Mm -hmm. up with more sad things than happy things, it's because that's what your brain is choosing to remember. And that is what you're leaning into. Like you need to force yourself to be looking for the positive, look for the happy. And I put this on my story too. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I don't walk around like wearing rose colored glasses. Like I'm a very much a realist. Like I understand that things go wrong. I always have a backup plan. Like Ethan literally just said something to me the other day. He was like, your plans like always work. And I was like, I fucking know. And it's because I plan (laughs) for like every possible outcome. But I think it's important to acknowledge that some things might go wrong and have a backup plan for that. But you literally have to go into something knowing that it is going to work. Like I get like you between you and Ethan I know for a fact I have you two to vouch for me I have never once looked at either of you just because you guys are the ones that I talk to the most that's why I'm like saying it about you guys but like I have never been like Veronica I'm scared to put out this new digital product I'm making because I don't think anybody's gonna buy it even if that's I hope that people do this. I hope that I get money. I hope that this will happen. Stop fucking hoping and tell yourself it's going to happen. Like, Like, Veronica, I'm putting this new shit out and I'm about to be making fucking dough. Like, not act. Yes. That means, you know what I mean? Like, it's not anything to do with the money. Like, nothing. It's about everything. It's like, I just said the other day, when we were getting this house, like, I... If you live in the Charleston area, you know how fast houses go. We rent through a very specific company that makes it easy for current tenants to rent other houses with them. So I was like, there's such a slim chance that we're actually going to get this house. And like, I think I've said it on here before, but like, this is like my fucking house. Like this house was built for me. But like the entire time, like, yes, there were times where I would be like, wow, I really wish they would answer me because it's killing me not knowing. But like, There were very few times that I didn't say, like, we are getting this house. Like, we are getting this house. Like, I just kept saying there are- You were ordering things from Amazon for the (laughs) house. planning the blueprint of the house. You were planning (laughs) everything around this house. house. Like, a little delusional. Like, a little fucking delusional of me to, like, go an entire month just, like, thinking I was getting this house. But, like- there was no other option in my brain. Like I didn't even let myself look at other houses. Like I was like, you know what? If we find out that we don't get this one, I'll go back on the hunt. But like Mm -hmm. in my head, as soon as we put the application in on this house, like it was ours. And I just did not say anything different. And then we got the house. I don't know if those things actually correlate, Mm -hmm. but like it would have been so dumb of me to text you every day being like, I hope we get this house. Like, I am going to be devastated if we don't get this house. Like, it's just so crazy to me that people speak that way. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I just, yeah, I'd rather someone be delusional and be like, this is the house. We're getting this. We're doing this. Instead, (laughs) I'm like, my new address is this. We haven't even moved yet. (laughs) Like, you can hope all you freaking want, but it's not going to set you in that mindset or like, envision yourself in that home like Mm. and I think people just get scared to do that but I know we talked about atomic habits in the last like couple episodes back Mm. but also the power of one more Mm -hmm. is also a really great one because he talks about and this might help somebody a, a thermostat so you have your thermostat set to a certain level of where you think you deserve or like the person you think that you are deep inside who we think we are 
and there's the person that you want to be, but you refuse to dial up the thermostat and turn it up to be that person because you don't actually believe you have the potential to be that person or to do those Mm -hmm. things. Your thermostat is so low that you aren't turning it up because you're afraid and you don't think that you can be that person. Even if in your brain you're like, I want to be that so bad. It's like you still are so stuck on who you think you are and what you think you deserve that you're not good enough to be that person. So it's same thing for like the house, for example. Like I'm not good enough for the house. Someone else will have more money. Someone else will get the house because there's all these other buyers or whatever, like, or all these other renters and they can give more money and maybe they were more personable than me. It's like, no, I'm getting this house because I'm turning up the thermostat. I'm the person that is going to live in that house. Like you can do this with anything. I'm going to start that business or I'm not starting that business because someone else will do a better job. They put out better content. There's always going to be someone better, smarter, more money, like, whatever but they're not you and Mm -hmm. someone else is looking up to you and being like wow I wish I was that person you know Mm -hmm. so I think I love that like analogy and I feel like everyone should read that book or do the audiobook of it because it Mm -hmm. just talks about doing the one more and one more and like I'll do one extra set of reps today I'll do one extra outreach today I'll do like Mm -hmm. one extra thing and turn up your thermostat to like build up that confidence because I think it comes down to confidence too the people that are always like I hope I wish I pray Mm -hmm. is they're not confident enough to believe in themselves that they can do it so they're waiting on the outside sources to do it for them Mm -hmm. yes and just do it do it (laughs) Going off of like the thermostat thing is the perfect analogy. And yes, I 100% mm-hmm. agree. If you have not, I know we said it in the last episode that it, we talked about it on, but read Atomic Habits. Like it genuinely it has changed my life and truly changed my life, actually. And there mm-hmm. are very few things that I will say like were as life changing as that right. was. Um, mm-hmm. But kind of going off of that too is. You have to think that you're deserving of every crazy dream that you have. And Mm -hmm. that comes back to, you know how they say like dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. I don't necessarily agree. Like it has nothing to do with what you're actually wearing. But like if you wake up every day and you're like, I don't know, watching some girl on TikTok doing her crazy aesthetic morning routine and like going to Pilates and then coming home and showering and then doing an hour of work. Like if you're watching that and you're like, that will literally never be me. Like I will never Mm -hmm. experience that. Like, no, you need to look at it and be like, if that's your dream, I'm just pulling a random example. But like, if you're watching that, you need to be like, this will be me. Like I will do this. And there is nothing that anybody can say to change my mind like I just Mm -hmm. don't failure is not an option for me like so like when I say I'm going to do something like it's because I already can imagine myself doing it like you need to be so committed to your delusions (laughs) that like you genuinely have convinced yourself that you already live this life because if you Mm -hmm. start living it's like the this was like kind of where I was going with that is like, what would your higher self do? Like if you wake up in the morning and you're like, I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like going to the gym. Again, just an example. Mm -hmm. You need to ask yourself, what would the best version of me do? Like would the best version of me lay in bed right now and scroll on TikTok for an hour? Or would the best version Mm -hmm. of me get up, go work out and drink a gallon of water before 
8 a.m., whatever. Like you need to know what that future version of yourself will be doing. Because especially like with that too, like if your goal is to get consistent in the gym, again, just examples, and you're waking up every day and making an excuse, it's like, well, then you don't fully believe that you're capable of doing that. And the first step to accomplishing it is Mm -hmm. knowing that you have everything in you to get to that place that you want to be. And this, again, I, yeah, this all can come off like so woo woo sometimes that it's like, oh, just close your eyes and like click your heel three times and you'll be rich. Like, no, but the first no. step is believing. It's work. It's harder to do yes. that than it is it's, to just be where you're at. Yes. Oh, it's way harder to be positive about shit than it is to be negative. Like, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I would love to go back to my <laughs> negative state where I could just like hate everything all the time for no reason. But I, firsthand experience, I can tell you my life completely changed the day that I woke up and was like, I'm done letting a negative thought be the first thing that I think. Even if it's me yeah. lying to myself, like having to walk into that job that I didn't like, my first thought was I'm so fucking thankful to have a job. Like it was no mm-hmm. longer walking in and being like, I don't fucking want to be here. Like you mm-hmm. have to literally rewire your brain and something that's Yeah, even if small, you don't feel it, just yeah, trick yourself. Literally trick yourself. Something so small that you can do is again, write down the five happy and the five sad things from last week and see which one you're remembering more of that kind of will tell you what you're remembering more of, but write down like either one goal or one thing that you want for yourself and put it on a post-it note on your mirror where you will literally force yourself to see it every day because this Mm -hmm. is also the science behind vision boards. So like vision boards aren't just something that you're like, oh, this picture's pretty. I'm putting it on here. This picture matches. I'm putting it on here. Like the goal and the neuroscience behind a vision board is when you are constantly seeing your goal visually in front of you in picture form, your brain starts to rewire itself that every decision you make Mm -hmm. basically lets you know if you're getting closer to that. Like, because you start to think about it more. Like, let's say my goal is to put out, I don't know, five new products this month for the make-believe business that I have. Like if I am waking up every day and being like, well, I don't feel like finishing that design today. And then I see my vision board and it's like, well, not finishing that design today means that you're not getting closer to these five products you want to put out this year. Like Mm -hmm. there is legit correlation between looking at a vision board and the decisions that you make every day. So that's also Mm -hmm. something easy that you can do. Just like think about what you want, how you're going to get it who you want to be, put a picture that represents it in front of you that you can look at it every day. I make mine the background on my computer. Even writing affirmations and like screenshotting it, putting it on your phone background. So then Mm -hmm. if you like don't want to write stuff out or like you live with people, maybe you like share things you don't want to write stuff out, like Mm -hmm. screenshot it and put it as your screensaver on your phone or on your laptop. So then every morning or like every day you can read. I follow um, Shelby Sacco and she like teaches a lot of the things that are like the atomic habits and Mm – she literally hugs herself in the mirror every morning and every night mm-hmm. and repeats affirmations to herself and just says how much she loves herself, how proud she is of herself. And she's like, it has rewired my brain to like, nobody, nobody's going to do that for you every day. Like, and that's the thing, even so if much you don't to other people, it. like if you don't oh, believe yeah. it, you I'm sure it was weird it. at first. Mm-hmm. She's like, it was so weird to like hold myself and just like tell myself these things. But she does it every single morning, every single night. And 
yeah, I just think that's so important for your brain just to enter that like state of positivity because it is so hard. It's so much easier to just be like, oh, this sucks or like, oh, mm-hmm. be negative. And it's hard to catch yourself when you're in those moments because you can just sit there and talk about it forever and sulk in it and post about it and hope someone else relates and then it becomes even more negative and negative and piles up and mm-hmm. yeah it's that's like one of my things for the new year too is like doing my journal a little bit more but I think also what you said how you look at something and being like that's gonna be me I'm gonna do that you also need to have like the systems in place and like what you're actually going to do to get there like like you said, reverse engineering your goals, things like that. You, it's not enough, I don't think, to just say you're going to be that person and then do nothing about it right? versus someone who's actually going to take steps and actions to get to that place because they believe that they're going to get there. So you also need to have those systems and those mm-hmm. habits in place in order to be that person. So it's not like it's just going to happen because you're repeating it to yourself constantly. you got to believe it and you got to do it. You know? Well, yeah, because it's not like thinking it and believing it isn't the only step, but it's the first yeah. step. Like the first step oh, yeah. is to just convince yourself that you're worthy of these things. Mm-hmm. And then the next yeah. step is to figure out how you're going to attain those things. But it's it's just hard when you just see so much potential in some people and they just don't use it to their advantage. Like I know so many people that if they put an ounce of the negative things that they focus on, if they put that energy into something else, they would either have a successful business or like be very happy. Like it's just so sad to see some people wallow in it. But Mm -hmm. sorry for going off about that. It's just like a weird time of year. Um, But I know we're, well, I mean, I'm happy that this episode is very long. I hope you guys listening are not bored of us, but I just have one more thing that I want to say because that again. at least oh my god talk about for like two seconds um and it's only because a couple people had reached out to me after the episode that we talked and honestly I don't even fucking remember talking about this so I'm like maybe I should be like a little more mindful about <laughs> the shit that I'm spilling out on this podcast not actually but apparently I had talked about how I ruined my credit when I was 18 and then rebuilt it back up um and a couple people had reached out to me just being like this happened to me too, or like they're in the process of trying to fix it. So I just want to give you guys this resource that literally changed my life. Sorry, my dog just made the weirdest noise. Oh my God, so that scared me. I was like, what is that? Did you hear that? Yeah, it was like a moo. Yeah, he literally just mooed. That was <laughs> wild. He just did it again. Obviously, don't do that. It's freaking me out. Um, But yeah, so basically when you have fucked up your credit, there's like a couple different approaches that you can take to either get things out of collections or to get things erased off of your credit report or to um, like pay off settlements and stuff. So there's just two quick things that I want to say. So the first one is if you currently have really bad credit and you know that you have things like late payments or things that are in collections, like anything like that. You need to go to www.creditwarriors.org slash home. And on this website, it looks super sketchy. I promise you it's not. It's literally changed my life. I think the people that run it just like a certain vibe on there. 
Like it looks very scammy. Like I'll just say that. I promise you it's not. So all you're going to do on this website is put your first name in and put your email in and they're going to let you download this like 40 page workbook that literally takes you from step one to the last step of how to fix your credit. Like literally for hours about that stuff. But I just wanted to make sure that I put that resource in here because it it's a complete workbook. It's all in there everything that you need to know this wasn't me just like googling to figure this stuff out this was and these people too they offer like I don't know what the cost of it is because I never did it with them but they'll do all of this for you like that's why I'm vouching for it like if anybody knows me by now I hope you know I don't share shit until I know it's safe to do so but I know somebody who paid them to fix their credit and then I did their like DIY version so I have vouching on both sides of it so Mm -hmm. because nobody taught me when I was 18 about how important your credit is and that it literally sticks with you for life and that something in collections will be on there seven years from now so I'm not judging you because been there done that I don't even know what in collections means so in collections means when you don't pay something so like let's say I have a credit card that I use five thousand dollars on and I just never pay it back the original yeah. bank that gave me that $5,000 credit card wants their money. So a collection agency will come in and pay them what the account debt is worth. So like they would pay the bank the $5,000 and now the collections people are the ones coming after you. So it's no longer mm-hmm. your original creditor that gave you the money. It's a collections agency. And collections just basically means they're like the big scary people that will like garnish your paycheck if you don't pay it back makes sense you got it we don't like that but yeah there's that work no it was very scary but no that workbook will literally give you everything that you need to know everything that I know is in there but I'm also always more than happy to talk about this because I feel like it is a sensitive topic that not a lot of people talk about and it's comforting to know that there's somebody who's not judging you because I'm not judging you because been there Mm mm-hmm Sorry to go on that rant. I just, the amount of people, I was like, I need to just like say that I understand. Yeah. Love that we have that resource for people and that people feel comfortable enough to like come to you and ask for help. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yes. And that's, yeah. And everybody who's reached out, I've sent them that workbook, but I wanted to make sure that we Set it on here too, just because it really was incredibly helpful a couple years ago for me. So I never knew about that. Yeah, it's it's a crazy it's a crazy world to dive into when you really start to see how the credit systems work and like the fact that Mm -hmm. we have three different credit scores and the fact that each thing affects it differently. And some credit reports might not have certain things on them that others do. Like it's it's very interesting. I think if I didn't do this, I would like go into something like that because it's like interesting to me. Someone's whistling. Yeah, he's literally, my dog is whistling. So I need to go let them out. (laughs) Um, Thanks for letting me rant today. Love you so much. See y'all next week for something very exciting. Oh yeah, we have a very exciting episode next week. (laughs) Can't wait. See you there. Bye.